if your content is evergreen and if these podcast episodes are geared to your audience, no matter what stage they are in listening to your show, then I still think it's good to get some type of graphic of your guest. So that way, when you do have time to share it, you can. So some type of headshot is going to be really, really helpful. And also one thing that I've seen some podcast hosts do, and I think this is really clever and unique too, is in the intake form, they will say if they want the headshot to be a vertical or horizontal lay of the person. So asking for those things specifically, rather than having to go back and forth after the fact, is going to be really helpful. Welcome to another episode of Listeners to Lead, where I'm helping podcasters launch and maintain a lead generating show. I'm your host, Alicia Galati, the CEO and head podcast strategist behind Galati Media, a full service podcast management company. On this show, you'll hear my guests and I discuss everything it takes to launch a successful podcast and keep it running. If you're ready to get leads, land speaking gigs, and create deeper connections with your audience through your podcast, then this is the show for you. Today, we are going to be talking all about guest intake forms. And during this month, we are doing four episodes. That is our technical tips series or our tech tips series. And just these things that people ask me questions about. Last week, we talked about SEO, which is search engine optimization for your podcast and how to ensure that you are setting your podcast up for searchability and to be found via searches. So this week, we are talking guest intake forms. This is something that I get questions about quite often and it is something that we are constantly helping our clients with. So I'm going to talk through some things that you absolutely definitely need on your guest intake forms. Then we're going to talk about some optional but helpful things that you might want to add to your intake form. Last, we're going to discuss where you can create those forms and some of my favorite platforms to do so. And then we're going to give you some resources uh, that are additional and helpful for these different aspects of what we're talking about for guest intake forms. So first and foremost, here are seven things that I believe you absolutely need to have on your guest intake form. And I've put them kind of in the order that I would personally request them, but feel free to use these in any order that you feel is necessary for your intake form and how you would like to kind of order these different things. So the first thing you're going to want is their name. Beyond that, you might also want their phonetic pronunciation and their preferred pronouns, especially when you're having a conversation with someone and you're showcasing them as, you know, an expert or a guest it can be helpful to know exactly how to say their name, but it can also be helpful to know what their preferred pronouns are so that you can respect uh, what their preferences are as you are sharing about them with your audience. So first and foremost, you're going to want to get their name. The second thing that you're going to want to get from them is their email address. This is going to help you for communication and just the ease of getting in touch with them and letting them know yes, I'd like you to be on my show, or here's when your episode goes live, 
or here is the information that you're going to need for the podcast episode, whatever it is, you're going to want to make sure that you have a very simple way to communicate with them. So the second thing is the email list. The third thing is any topics that they would like to discuss. Now, this is something that you could put in the optional section, but I think it's still really important, even if you've already predetermined what you would like to talk to them about, because it can give you an idea of what they feel comfortable most talking about, what information people usually come to them for. Also, if someone is pitching to be on your show, you want them to give you a comprehensive idea of why. Why should they be on your show? What value can they actually offer your audience? So this section, topics that they would like to discuss, is going to help you determine, is this something that my audience actually needs? Or is it just something that maybe we don't want to talk about or we don't want to talk about in this way? It also gives them the ability to pitch themselves in a way that shows them as being different than other people in their industry. So maybe one of the topics in my case might be why someone shouldn't launch a podcast in two weeks. And it kind of is like, oh, wait, why shouldn't people launch a podcast in two weeks, right? So it kind of creates this question to the host of like, huh, I wonder. Also, I think my audience would be interested in this. Let's talk about that. So the topics that they would like to discuss is really great. If it is someone that you are pitching as a podcast host, you are pitching them to be on your show, you should already have some ideas about what you would like them to talk about. There's nothing worse than someone saying, hey, I want you to be on my summit or I want you to be on my podcast. Talk about whatever. Like, (laughs) well, what does your audience want? What does your audience need? What does your audience like enjoy? So going to someone and asking them to guest appear on your summit or your podcast, in this case, we're talking specifically about podcasting. I think it's really important to have some type of idea, even if it's a general idea about what you would like them to talk about. And then they can then narrow it down or say, oh yeah, we could talk about this specifically, or they can kind of fine tune it based on what their expertise and experience is. The fourth thing that you're going to want is their website. So where can people connect with them further? Where can people take that next step? And where can you as a podcast host find out more information about them? Some people might not have a website. So this is usually something that is optional whenever I have it on my podcast intake form. I always have it as optional because not everyone has a website and that's okay. The fifth thing that you're going to need on your intake form is some social media accounts that they can fill out. So where can you find them online? And this is something where I usually tell people don't just have one for Instagram, one for Facebook, like one for LinkedIn or one only for Twitter. You're going to want to just say, share your social media accounts. That way they can share where they feel most comfortable. And it allows you to kind of go through their information, go through the topics that they've already discussed And then you can even say, hey, look, I thought we were going to talk about this and I'd love to be able to touch on that. But I saw that you posted about this other thing and I'm really curious and I feel like it would be great for my audience. Let's talk about that if we can. So having some social media accounts helps to be able to know where they like to hang out online and where you can connect with them further to kind of get more of an understanding of them as people. 
The sixth thing is headshot. So this is going to be great for you to be able to share on social media. So make sure that you're getting a headshot of your guests. Even if you're not promoting it right away, say you're like, look, I am soloing this, Alicia. I do not have help or support here. And I don't really always have time to create graphics. That's fine. If your content is evergreen and if these podcast episodes are geared to your audience, no matter what stage they are in listening to your show, then I still think it's good to get some type of graphic of your guest. So that way, when you do have time to share it, you can. So some type of headshot is going to be really, really helpful. And also one thing that I've seen some podcast hosts do, and I think this is really clever and unique too, is in the intake forum, they will say if they want the headshot to be a vertical or horizontal lay of the person. So I've also had someone say, hey, can you give me a graphic that is maybe hips up or belly up? And that way we can make sure that we put it on the quote graphic a certain way or whatever. So asking for those things specifically rather than having to go back and forth after the fact is gonna be really helpful. It also allows you to not have to chase people for things. So that's the whole point of the guest intake form is so that you're not going back and forth to try to chase information down from your guests. The last thing that you're definitely gonna want to have on your guest intake form is the person's bio. So how would they like you to introduce them? Or what is their general story or about me? This makes it easy for when you're sharing on your blog post or you're sharing about the person at the beginning of the episode, or if there's parts of their story that you wanna pull into the conversation, then a bio is gonna be really, really helpful in that aspect. Now we're gonna talk about seven additional things that you can have on your intake form that are usually optional, but I think are super helpful in ensuring that this whole process is super streamlined and you don't have to go back and forth trying to get information from people. The first one of these additional optional things for the guest intake form is their business. So what is their business? And then what is their role in that business? This will help be able to kind of, if you are addressing them or saying their role or their title, say you are interviewing typically C-suite level people, then you're gonna wanna make sure that you are saying their correct role in that company that they're working for to kind of like, hey, look, this person's important and look at all the accomplishments that they've done. So make sure you get that business or their role. I think that's a really great additional thing to get. The second additional thing that you can get that I think is super important is that media release statement. And this is something that you'll want to get either drafted by a lawyer or to find some type of media release statement. And I usually like to break this down into a one paragraph thing of like, hey, look, I get to use this audio however I see fit. I get to repurpose it however I want. You're signing off on me being able to do that. Thank you so much. That's it. Like pretty much ensuring that if someone say they're talking about a boyfriend that they have right now and they break up with said boyfriend later and they want you to take the podcast episode down because they're not with that boyfriend anymore. And I know this sounds super petty, but it has literally happened before, (laughs) not for my podcast, but for someone else's. And I've seen this happen over and over again. And I just want you to make sure that you don't have to deal with this. So that way you can say, look, you signed this media release form my practice is typically not to take that down. Feel free to not share it. 
but I'm not going to take it down. I'm well within my rights to keep this up. The third thing that is optional but super helpful is past appearances. So this is something that I always like to make sure is optional, like they don't have to fill it out in order to be a guest unless they want to put NA or not applicable. But past appearances will help you be able to see what are some questions that other podcast hosts or people who have featured this individual have used. What are those questions? What are some of the answers that this guest has said? Do you align with their values? Do you align with their answers? Is there something that you can pull from these conversations that shows a unique perspective to your audience specifically? So past appearances I think is so great, but I don't like to make it mandatory for people to fill out because I understand that my podcast might be the first podcast that someone is on and I don't want them to feel like, oh no, I haven't been on any other podcasts. I can't. So making sure that they have that ability I think is really important. Speaking of, (laughs) I am going to be doing a few more, probably two to three podcast audits on the podcast this summer. We are in 2022, so the summer of 2022. And so I would like to invite you to send me a DM on Instagram if you would like a free audit. These audits usually go for $300. So if you would like a free audit of your podcast where I'm kind of just walking through you asking your questions, I'm giving you answers, trying to help you and support you and kind of strategize with you on some best practices and what my recommendations are for you to have a successful podcast, then send me a DM on Instagram. Let me know that you're interested in the podcast audit, and then I will have my executive assistant get in touch with you. All right, now that that's out of the way, On to number four of the optional but helpful things that you might want on your podcast guest intake form. How they heard about your show. So was it via a search? Was it a referral or a listener? Something like that. Are they listeners? Asking them that I think is really great because it kind of gives you a baseline for where they found you, how people are getting to know that your podcast exists and that they would like to be a guest on your podcast. Number five, you might want to get their address. This is fantastic if you are someone who likes to send thank you notes in the mail to your guests. I have gotten a few of these and I've been on a ton of podcasts and I've gotten a few of these. Sometimes I'll get a little candle and a thank you note, or sometimes I've gotten just a thank you note. And I think a handwritten thank you note that is thought out and thoughtful and not just like a general, thanks for being on my show. All right. Okay. Bye. I think that something that you can kind of like, even if you fit it into your workflow to write the thank you note that day or to write the thank you note right after your interview, I think that is such a fantastic thing to do. I think it creates a deeper connection with your guest and it allows them to feel seen and heard and excited about when their episode goes out. Number six of the optional but helpful things that you might need on your podcast guest intake form is a place for them to put their freebie information. So maybe you're someone who is constantly offering freebies to your audience and you want to be able to allow your guests to promote one thing on your show. 
And so asking them, what is that freebie? What is the link? So that way you can link it in the show notes and it makes it super easy. So you're not going back and forth like, hey, what was the link for that thing that you mentioned? No, it's right there in the show notes and right there in the intake form for you to easily grab. The seventh thing that is optional is any additional information that the guest might want to share with you or Maybe like this is something that I always do and you might laugh, but literally every time, and that's not a hyperbole, every time that there is a additional information section for any guest appearance that I am on, I always, always, always in the additional information just say, thanks, I'm so excited. I think this just is a space where it allows you to share as a podcast guest, but to know as a podcast host if there is anything else that the guest might want to share with you. And in my case, I'd just like to say, hey, look, I'm excited. Yay. So I think that that's a great space to do that. And that is why it's an optional but super helpful thing to add. Now, some people might in their guest intake form in a text section, either at the top or at the bottom, they might want to have some type of communication like, hey, make sure that you have headphones, make sure that you have a quiet space, whatever. There's all these different things that typically a podcast guest is going to need to know. We talked about this in our email episode. We talked about the different emails and templates that I think are really important and then also shared where you can purchase those email templates that I have available. This is something that I think is really important to not put into the guest intake form. And the reason being that everyone who fills out your guest intake form may not be a good fit for your podcast. So the information that you're sharing is not really relevant and it's just additional things for them to either skim over or read when it just is a waste of their time if they're not gonna end up being a guest on your show. So that's why I think that these are things that need to stay in that guest email communication rather than on the intake form. So where you can purchase my email communication templates for the podcast is at alishagalati.com slash emails. That's plural, emails. We'll have the link in the show notes as well. And it just makes it super easy for you to just copy and paste and get the templates. That way you are not stressed out about like, oh my goodness, what do I say in these emails? What else do I need to make sure that I include in these things? This is going to be really helpful for that. On to the last thing that we want to talk about today where you can create these forms. There are four main places where I recommend that people create these forms, and that is Google Forms. That is the first place I tell people to start because it's free, it is easy and accessible, and people, when they see a Google Form, they're not like, whoa, what is this? I've never seen this before. They know what a Google Form is, right? So Google Form is a great place to start. The second one is something like a jot form or a type form. So some type of, it's not as popular as Google Forms. And so you might have people that are like, wait, how do I use this? What do I do? And so just to ensure that people know what they're doing, I like to use Google Forms. But jot form or type form is another great way to get their information. The third place that you can create your podcast guest intake form is your CRM which is your customer relationship management tool. A few good ones that I think work really well for just intake forums or guest intake forums are HoneyBook, Dubsado, 
HubSpot or something like that. Those are all platforms that I think work really well and have forms that make it really easy to create a guest intake form. I actually have a YouTube video that I did for Dubsado that is how to use Dubsado as a podcast host. And this you can find on YouTube. We will also have the link in the show notes. It can be super helpful who are already using Dubsado. And if you're looking to use it further to help you as a podcast host, to be able to just ensure that you are keeping everything in one spot rather than having multiple platforms. Another place that you can create these forms is your project management tool if it has that ability. Most of them do not, but we use ClickUp at Media and I absolutely love that they have the forms ability so that people can fill out forms and then it creates a task right from that form. So that allows us to be able to minimize our workflow for for the podcast to ensure that we are streamlining everything and not having to have more than a few touch points with the guest and just making sure that everything is kind of seamlessly moving from one place to the next. So I really like ClickUp for that. So ClickUp obviously is my favorite. Those are all of my tips, tricks, and strategies for podcast guest intake forms. We talked about things that you absolutely have to have on your intake form that I definitely recommend be on there. Again, that is not in any particular order, but just a general like idea of the order. And then we talked about seven optional things that are also super helpful, but not necessarily things that you have to have. Uh, There are more things that I think are going to be great and helpful, but again, they're not mandatory. And then we also talked about where you can create those forms and just the ease of it in ensuring that your workflow is very streamlined and that you're not running back and forth trying to get information from your guests and the day before the episode goes live, you're not reaching out via email like, hey, I need your headshot. Like, no, you already have all that information ahead of time and it's going to help streamline your process and make it so much easier to be the awesome host that you are without having to chase people down for their information. All right, so that is our tech tips episode for today. I hope that this was super helpful for you. And again, We'll have all those links in the show notes. So be sure to check those if you're looking for something specifically. Have a great rest of your week and I will catch you guys next time. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Listeners to Leads. If you found something in this episode valuable, I would really appreciate it if you shared it with a friend who you know would also get value from it. Want to send me a message? My favorite place to hang out is Instagram. You can find me at alicia.lotti. Let me know what your favorite takeaway was from the episode. And don't forget, turning those listeners into leads is actually easy.